Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, cracker jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat. Now. Here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner. For it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. We got Tywin Walker on the mound right now. Pitching a shutout. A shutout. Took the words right out of my mouth. Look at that. Number 99 going after Aaron Judge over here. Look at that. Who's better? To be turned to Ermond. You want to try that again? To be turned to Ermond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Baseball being back is great. And I'm happy that the ex- exposed teams have stopped after two <laughs> so far. Uh, your team <clears throat> trying really hard to make it three. Trying real hard. And uh, I'm just happy the baseball's back. It makes me happy every day. Well, that's what you do. If you feel like you're going to, like, screw your whole team over, you and a few people decide to go out the night before a day off. So when you get busted, they're like, yo, hey, you drive your booty home. You're not with us anymore, and we're going to play in two days. That's how you do it. I mean, I guess. That's a really weird twisted logic to bring up. Except when it's your number two and number three pitcher, and that's all you know how to do. Only your number two pitcher lied about being out with him and then actually – Went into a team meeting about it, and then it was found out later that he had gone out, so he had to leave the team. Yeah. Yeah, well, no no positives. Thanks, Clev. So we're good. My <laughs> fantasy team hates you, too. <laughs> Me and Adam Plutko, we're on the same side on this one. Got to earn our trust back. <laughs> we'll get to that later on. The everyone is dead team needs the trust earned back right now. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, you guys were talking earlier on primetime about guys that look bad in jerseys. Yeah, I was I text trouble. You, I texted you and you weren't into it, but I well, truly I didn't believe see it until two seconds ago. Oh, so. I truly believe it. The the answer is the greatest player to look terrible in uniform is Manny Ramirez. Uh, when you said Manny, my first thought was Machado. Machado. Oh, no, 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 no. No, Machado's too athletic to look bad in a jersey. But Manny looked so bad in a jersey that he eventually started looking good that way. Well, now I'm gonna text John that answer and we'll see what he says. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. I mean, Man Ram, the, the, it was so baggy. He looked like when he would throw a baseball, like he, the, the jersey was going to get caught on his arm. And maybe that's why he threw it into the dirt that one time. Or when he tried to cut off 
the cutoff guy. Oh, yeah, when he <laughs> jumped in front of the cutoff guy to catch it for yeah, no reason. Yeah, it was probably his jersey just caught a little wind and took him over there. <laughs> I think he was too heavy to be caught in the wind. <laughs> you never know. There could have been some crazy things coming off the ocean there in Boston. <laughs> what? They got hurricanes and stuff up there. I don't know, man. Uh, tropical storms, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> they can be upgraded to hurricanes. Usually they're downgraded at that point, but yes, I see your point. <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was a I thought that was an interesting conversation. Yeah, it was good. I, I really had to rack my brain about it. So John comes into the club if you weren't listening to the end of prime time, and he goes, I have a theory. My theory is that nobody who looks bad in a baseball uniform is a good baseball player. I think that's a fair statement. And I was thinking about it and I was I was watching Yankees like- Braves as well as Mariners Rangers when he was asking me this. And I was like, okay, well, Define looks bad in a uniform, right? Like, some people look really good in a uniform. Mm-hmm. But some uniforms, you know, they don't fit super great. But it's not like you look bad. Like, Travis Darnot, for example, was up to the plate for the Braves when I was talking about this. And I was like, I mean, he doesn't look great in the uniform. And not that he's a good player or anything. He's fine. But I was like, what do you mean by bad? He goes, it's like porn. It's hard to define, but when you see it, you know. I love- <laughs> um, and I love that John is the one saying it looks like, like porn, by the way. But uh, that's what he said. And I was like, all right, well, I'll have to keep an eye out and, and see what you're see what you're saying. He said that there's five Mariners in the bullpen who look bad in their jerseys. <laughs> I liked Big Sook's comment, though. Just because you're fat doesn't mean you look bad. Right. Right. Correct. CeCe Sabathia looked fine. Looked just fine, especially when in Cy Young's. What's up, baby? With your team. Yeah, the sideburns hand. What's up, baby? Look he just good. he just wore a big jersey to cover yeah, up the belt. He's a big boy. He looks great now. Have you seen yeah, him? Lost re- a lot he of looks so good now. Mm-hmm. I wonder why he couldn't do that when he was a player. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> he had himself a little a uh, little problem with a little substance. Oh yeah, yeah. The old uh, the old uh, uh, what's his name from USC? Lendell White. <laughs> yep. The old Lendell White thing. How come you're not good anymore? Boy, I love tequila. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, "Uh, I like tequila too. Answer my question. (laughs) I really, oh, you really like tequila. Boy, I like (laughs) tequila. And then you got those guys like, then you got those guys like Ocho Cinco who would eat McDonald's before every game. He's like, man, I eat McDonald's once a month and I'm like, Pooping for days. <laughs> Straight week. I ate McDonald's once in 15 years, and I did a stupid challenge, and I hated myself for oh, a week. Yeah, dude. Dude, there's so did much. Did I ever tell the story that I actually stained my sheets from my sweat that night? No. Yeah. Just grease sweats? Yeah, it was, it was grease sweats. <laughs> so I was foul. waiting for you to say you stained your sheets for another reason. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I have I have more self-control than that, I think. But Wake I, up. My I'm God, not 13 anymore. <laughs> I I woke up the next day and was like, man, like I've, I've gotten sweat stains on sheets before after many, many times using the sheets, like years and years and years. This These were fairly new sheets. And I was like, why are they orange? And I was like, did I really sweat stain the sheet? He secretly voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was me going to the tanning salon. Sorry. Spray tan, not the salon. It would never be that orange from the salon. And um, plus, it was booked by Bob Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was a tanning salon, but uh, maybe it was tanning, massage, Andy's, whatever. Um, you do you, boo. I woke up and I was like, oh my God. So I put it through the wash, did not come out. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. 
And I thought about it, and I was like, so I had two pairs of sheets I was using. I put the second pair of sheets on the bed. Two days later, orange stands. <laughs> and I was like, what on earth? And, I, and it clicked in my head, oh, that's right. I ate 9,000 calories of McDonald's in an hour and a half or whatever it was, two hours. Uh, oh, my God. The meat sweats. The meat sweats. I don't know if it's meat. Uh, it was something. The uh, whatever most, the whatever mo- is in the McDonald's Big Mac sweats. The mostly soy sweats. The Thousand Island dressing sweats. <laughs> yes. uh, Big Mac sauce, it's secret. Oh, that's right. Right. Quote, unquote. When did we all decide that secret sauce is just Thousand Island? Well, isn't it like mayo and ketchup mixed with a little Thousand Island? Like, isn't it kind of a Thousand Island is mayo and ketchup. Oh, is that what no, it is? No, that's fry sauce. Okay. Fry sauce is mayo and ketchup. Thousand Island has like onions in it, right? I think it has pickles in it. Like a tartar sauce? I think we all realize we don't know what secret sauce is. It's something like Thousand Island. They've been doing a good job, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know a damn thing. Oh, Cully Dokely. Well, we got a lot of baseball to get to tonight. Plus, I want to touch a little bit on uh, some college football news just to poke and just pat myself on the shoulder. We'll do that in the second hour. But we got a lot of baseball stuff to get to. We got to check in on the Astros situation. We got to, I want to check in on some surprises of the week. Some players give some love to them. Also, I've been looking at these standings right now, and I find them quite interesting. Especially when you consider 16 teams make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And you told me there was something else that I wasn't thinking of. Something else we were going to talk about. The A's. Oh, yes, the brawl. The fight. Fight. The fight. We got to talk about the fight. Uh, and we'll do all that. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at PDD085. There's our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, on Twitter at JoeFish3. That's F I S C H. You can also text into the fan text line at 503 250 1080. That lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. We've got the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. Should be a fun one. We have an interactive tasting room for you. So if you jump on the Instagram page at Beers on Us, you will see a selection of five beers curated from your local market of choice. So that way, all of you should be able to find these beers. You can drink drink them with us. And you can drink them with us. And you can listen to your podcast whenever you want. If you need a few days to do that, you can download that wherever you get your podcast, radio.com and 1080thefan.com. We also have a beer coming out in a few weeks. We do. Two weeks to the day. It's two weeks to the day? Two weeks to the day. I had a beer with old Nick today. Mm. Just to say howdy. I was in the neighborhood and... Dropped on down to the Super Secret Beer Club. Dropped on down to the Super Secret Beer Club, club right off, uh, you know, Division and 12th, <laughs> Division and 11th, and uh, Bear Lick. And they're Super making a, they're making a beer like for us. Sauce. Yeah, they're making a beer for us called Beer of the Week. So we'll keep pumping that for you guys, and you should be able to get that at the pub when it's available. Just follow Instagram for any updates. All right, here's where we start. If you would have told me a month ago that our lead story was starting in Cleveland, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, baby. Shane Bieber locked down for the Cy Young. Nope, it's not that. COVID news coming out of Cleveland on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven seventeen here. This is Portland Sports Leader live from the poop-filled Willamette. Day one Walker still in the game. Forty-eight pitches, one out, bottom of the fourth. Go for it. Don't pick him up in fantasy, but hey, maybe do. I uh, I need the over nine to hit in Padres Dodgers and they're scoreless in the second. So uh, could you guys uh, start scoring a little bit, please? Thanks. Bye. Preferably Manny Machado. 
Sure. That'd be great. I don't care who it is. Machado already has a hit. I got some on my fantasy team. Basically, both starters for both teams. Uh, not as good as their ERAs would indicate, according to advanced statistics. I was doing a little research this morning. Okay. And doing a little reading. And uh, I wanted to bet on the Padres because they've won the last two games and have been really good. But going for a sweep is tough against the Dodgers. And I was like, eh, over nine. Let's go. And their squirrel's going up to third. So, chop, chop. Win Sa- me some money, please. Side note, my buddy Jeff texted me, uh, Thousand Island Dressing, ketchup, mayonnaise, relish. Now, is relish just pickles or is it pickles and onions? Boy, I don't know, man. I don't really like pickles unless it's in Thousand Island or... Yeah, I don't tartar like sauce. I don't like relish. So, but I do love Thousand Island. I love tartar sauce. Relish. I love tartar sauce, and it's like mayonnaise based, and I hate mayonnaise. Is a cooked and pickled product made of chopped vegetables, fruits, or herbs, and is a food item typically used as a condiment to enhance a staple. You didn't tell me anything there. Yeah, that was way generic. <laughs> Come on. So you're telling me the only place I can find Jabba the Hutt is in Jabba's palace. Got it. Oh, that's why. <clears throat> There's like 50 varieties of relish. So it can kind of just be whatever. I'm assuming dill relish is what we're used to, and that's pickles. Dill pickles. Just pickles. That's what I'm assuming. They are pickled pickles or they're pickled cucumbers? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Got it. There's also salsa is on this list as a relish. Okay, cool. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Fermented pickled <clears throat> yeah. stuff, including sure. tomatoes and the juice. Okay, I'm in. There's also gentleman's relish. It was invented in 1828. Mike, are we still talking about the night you ruined your sheets? By John Osborne <laughs> and contains spiced anchovy. It is traditionally spread sparingly atop unsalted butter on toast. <laughs> How very fancy of the gentleman's relish. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sell some stocks today, Monty. <laughs> This butter's unsalted, but instead of getting salted butter, we'll add a salty fish on top of it (laughs) sparingly to make it saltier on toast. Only the finest things here. (laughs) Gobbin up. Uh, Story out of Cleveland, Ohio. Actually came out of Chicago, Illinois, but affects the team that resides in Cleveland, Ohio, as the Indians finished their three-game series with the White Sox the night after... Aaron Saval pitched a beautiful game. He was caught leaving the hotel, going to a bar with some friends to celebrate that evening, which violates the Cleveland team rules. Does not violate Major Major League Baseball rules. It violates team rules. Therefore, they suspended him, told him he had to drive home in his own car. You following? It was not Saval. It was Zach Plezak. Zach Plezak. Thank yes. you. Right. His uncle Dan is at uh, MLB Network. Yes. Is Plezak. Correct. Also Thank you. Also the announcer on MLB The Show. Thank you for that. I don't know how I got that wrong. Sorry, Sival. You're great. Too. We were talking about him in the book, <clears throat> so that's probably where you got confused. Um, so Plezak gets busted. Then in the team meeting where they discuss it, Mike Clevenger, the number two pitcher on the Indian staff and the number three pitcher on my fantasy team, Stuck up for his boy. Said, hey, guys, you made a mistake. Let's not come down too hard on him. <laughs> to later find out that Mike Clevenger, in fact, was with him on the night in the hallway with the candlestick busted. Guilty. And was just trying to protect <clears throat> himself yes. by defending Mr. <laughs> Plezak in the clubhouse. I'm defending my friend, but also throwing him under the bus so he doesn't throw me under the bus. Mm. Got it. Mm. The interesting thing about this, there's, I think there's a couple things, and I want to go one because I know another one's longer. That's what she said. 
Thank you for laying out for me to say that because you knew it was coming. Anytime. Now, it violates team rules but does not violate league rules. We're okay with this, correct? What do you mean? Like Okay that it doesn't violate league rules? Yeah. Like, in theory, could he and the Players Association be like, whoa, man, you can't suspend me? No, because I think the MLB made it that the players can't leave the hotel when they're on the road anymore. That's a Major League Baseball rule. Yes. Oh, okay. I think they've they, once the Cardinals and Marlins stuff happened, they went, yeah, you guys got to stop leaving. Oh, well, good. Well, look at Major League Baseball being progressive. I don't know if that's progressive as <clears> much <throat> as reactionary. Uh, oh, crap, we had two outbreaks <laughs> and we didn't have any rules that made any sense because we just wanted the season so bad. Oh, crap, how do we stop players from going to casinos and strip clubs when they're on the road? <laughs> Tell them they can't leave their hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring the strippers to the hotel, duh. <laughs> Age old NBA trick. Uh, the number two side of this is we've heard we've heard statements from Plutko. I've read some stuff from uh, Frankie Lindor that are quite damning on these guys. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I'm interested in manyfold. A, this is my team. And I think our pitching staff is the best in baseball. In fact, go look at the stats. Starters, relievers, we're the best in baseball, although don't look at the last two games. Um, how does the what is the ripple effect of this? Because these guys are saying these guys got to earn our trust back. And a couple things that I'm worried about is A, <clears throat> do they earn their trust back? Or B, are we looking at the end of Francona like we saw at the end of Boston? Uh before I get to that, I just wanted to say what Pluko said. I have the quote. because I'll, f- I'll find Frankie's. It's pretty damning. You're right. They hurt us bad. They lied to us. They sat here and publicly said things they didn't follow through on. I'll let them sit here and tell you how they're going to earn our trust back. I don't need to put words in their mouths. I mean, the, usually when you see these kind of situations, the teammates will stick up for each other and like, oh, you know, we'll figure it out together and da-da-da-da. And Pluko just comes out and goes, yeah, we're really mad. And I'm talking to the media, so I'm going to make it seem like we're not quite so mad, but I'm going to make it look like we're mad anyway by being a little bit more passive about it. And that's that quote right there. And reading that, I was like, oh, (laughs) things ain't pretty in Cleveland. Uh, To answer your question, I'm not going to go that far, but Terry Francona does seem to have a... He's also not there. ...loose way about him um, in terms of managing the team. A little bit looser, or at least he did in Boston. So I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out. It's weird. This is this is a weird year. It's not like the Indians are losing because they're getting fat and being distracted by Halo in the clubhouse. It's you know they're. I'd get distracted by the fried chicken. I mean, if it's good fried chicken, well, for sure. I'm sure it's the best fried chicken. I'm gonna ask Lou Williams about them wings. Mm. They did look good in the picture I saw. Nice, like really good. <laughs> nice. And I bet you they taste even better when there's a lap dance going on at the same time. That's a lot of things to juggle in your hands. You know what? Multitasking is a good skill to have, especially in basketball. <laughs> uh, Zach Mizell got the t- got the quote from Frankie Lindor on on this situation and then being selfless. From Frankie, quote, we have to sit and look at ourselves in the mirror, and it's not about the person we see in the mirror. It's who's behind you, the other people. It's not open. It's not about that one person. It's about everyone around you, the family members, the coaching staff, Cookie Carrasco, all the players on teams that are high risk. We're in a time right now with COVID, with racism, with everything. This is a time to be selfless. This is when we have to sit back and understand that it's not about one person specifically. It's about everybody. It's about your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor. It's not just you specifically. Can we please, please give this man $400 million? You won't. Um, Cookie Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco. Cancer uh, survivor. Cancer survivor. So he is higher risk for uh, things that happen with COVID. Side note, pitching 
pretty decently yeah, this year. Yeah, after he was terrible last year. Yeah. Yeah. Pitching well to start. Good good start. Good start. Go, go Cookie. Um, great quote by Frankie Lindor. I like great. that. I. It's weird. So, Zach Plesak is young, right? He's mm-hmm. like 19, mm-hmm. 20. What's, he's pitched great last year and this club? year. What is he, 23? Something like he's that. He's young. young. The whole staff is super young. I feel like we're seeing this across the country outside of sports is even though there are now worries about long-term side effects of COVID, the heart stuff. Big college football conversation. Brain stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there, there's lung damage, permanent lung damage. It was beaten into us that the young people wouldn't have effects from this, right? It was the people who are at risk, the elderly and those with underlying conditions are the ones who are at risk, most risk, of of having serious issues with COVID. Although I guess we don't know for sure, for sure, because we still don't know a lot about this virus. It seems as if that's just not the case anymore. Yeah. That younger people are have, you know, they recover from it. They might be asymptomatic or have very little light symptoms or whatever, but they are potentially having long-term issues from this. But because it was driven into everybody so early, I feel like a lot of young people, and I was guilty of this in the beginning too, uh, felt a little bit more invincible, right? Like, ah, if I get it, I get it, I'll get over it, right? And I bet you that's what Zach Plesak was thinking, right? Totally. Oh, I'm in Chicago. I got friends there. We're all young. We're all 20, 21. Just pitched awesome tonight. Right. Clev is young and is like, ah, I'm friends with Zach. Let's go out on the Let me town. show you young kids all about Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's <laughs> great. Here's the best strip joint. Da, 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 da. Um, I feel like that's what this is about. I'm sure that's what happened in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what happened in Miami. Um, some of it has to do with age. Some of it has to do with just athletes, right? They feel mm-hmm. like they're invincible. They're really totally. in good shape, and they'll get over anything. Baseball tends to create a little elitism. There's an arrogance. Too. I mean, travel ball is not cheap, and you come from money. Like, there's a very big difference between, you know, the white privilege in baseball and, like, guys that come from the islands. Yep. Very, very, very huge gap. Um so I feel like that's a, Frankie Lindor. that's a lot of it. And I think it woke up a little bit. A lot of these players with the Marlins stuff and the Cardinal stuff of like, oh, we got to be better. Right. And you start, you heard some players even say it like, yeah, we got to do a little bit better than we've been doing. Like, we've been doing mm-hmm. okay, but there's little things here and there, but stuff like this will still continue to slip through the cracks. Yeah. I mean, any sport that doesn't do it in the bubble is going to have this issue. The NFL, which I'm sure is going to push through and, and start the season. It's going to have this issue guaranteed. I mean, NFL players are the same way. You watch, mm-hmm. I watched Hard Knocks last night, Chargers and <clears throat> Rams. I mean, you see the personalities on front and center. Goofy, feel like they're invincible, et cetera. They don't think like that. Uh, the MLS, now that it's back out of the bubble, is doing regular season. I, I bet know. you you're going to see some of those players have similar issues as well. I saw the guys get off the plane today with their trophy, you know, because Timbers won the MLS's Cup. Woo! MLS Cup is back. MLS is back, whatever. Uh, and I just saw I that. Like how and, everybody can't say the name of that. I know. MLS, MLS is back, is back tournament. tournament. Uh, and so I'm get off and they, they see their family and hopefully, you know, their family's been safe and all that stuff. But I'm looking at Steve Clark and his wife's showering with champagne and his dog runs up to him. I'm just like, I don't know where they've been. Steve, you drive me crazy, but you also do amazing things. Yeah, like really good and really bad all at the same please time. Please don't make mistakes. We'll no, see. Cause, cause they know they're safe cause they were in the bubble. Although mm-hmm. they did just do air travel. Um, I'm sure that was again safe. Yeah, they air traveled. Actually, they traveled privately. Apparently, air travel's been doing pretty well because of all the sanitation <clears> they're doing. <throat> so good for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Mom, daughter, 
what have they been doing? Right. They're not probably haven't been just sitting at home all day, right? Right. What I'm what I'm hoping what did I'm I say hoping mom and daughter you wife, did. wife and daughter. Yeah. Um what I'm hoping this stems from because you see the Miami situation. We're still living in the St. Louis situation. They haven't played in the month of August. They've played 8 games. I just looked at the standings. They played 8 games. No, that's not even true. They played 5 games. The they Cardinals. played 5 games. That's what it is. They played 5 games. But people look at it and they're like, ah, they got COVID. They're being sloppy. They're being sloppy. Oh, the the Cardinals, they got COVID. They're being sloppy, being sloppy. This, I hope, is a more resonating message that these guys haven't tested positive for COVID and this is what's happening to them, that they're getting publicly shamed by their teammates and their elite players. That, I hope, is the last deterrent and not just positive tests. That... Even if you go out that and you, respect in the club. Yeah, that even if you go out and you do get busted, I mean, Major League Baseball is a good old boys society. They protect their own unless you threaten them. So hopefully we learn from this and we can move on. And Clevenger will have eight quality starts for my fantasy team. <laughs> That's all you care about. That's all I care about right now. <laughs> That's not true. I want the playoffs. All right. Oof. Man, I wish that was going to be something more exciting about the You Cleveland. wish it wasn't your team that was talking? I wish it wasn't there. my team. I wish it wasn't my team. All right, coming up next, the Oakland Athletics, one of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball, got into a little bit of a scuffle the other day with enemy numero uno. Suspensions handed out how it all went down. We'll get to all that next. But first, there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Cash rules. Earthing! 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 Uh, I think I just saw a stat that said Juan Soto is now tied or is fifth on the list of most home runs before the age of 22, and he's tied at 60 with two dudes named Ken Griffey Jr. and Frank Robinson. Oh, all right, Juan Soto. Do you see his bomb? 466 today, after he had a 461 yesterday. And then just to get one up, like 40 minutes later, uh, Miguel Sano said he didn't see it land. He hit one over the slide in Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Something's up with the baseballs this year, guys. No. Remember last year when we said that? And Rob Manfred laughed about it? Uh, It seems worse this year. (laughs) Worse. They're putting humidors in other parks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen. What? I mean, and it's, it's tough because does it shock me that Juan Soto hits a bomb that far? No. Does it shock me that Miguel Sano hits a bomb that far? Not really. Miguel Sano's good. He, Miguel Sano is great. He just mm. needs to be better upstairs. Miguel, I think, Miguel Sano is a good home run hitter. I think Miguel Sano is a great player that has massive head issues. A little bit of the yips at the plate. Mm. That That's how I feel. I think Sano... He had one very good year, and then he fell off the face of the earth. And I think he is that good of a player. He almost ate himself out of the league. That is also true. Again, the dome. You got to figure it out. What's the belly? Well, the dome is what like tells you to eat more true eat less yeah um but then at this you know at the same time it's like i watch aaron judge and he hits these moon shots and you're like well yeah that's aaron judge he's six foot nine and a beast yeah that makes sense yeah 
Then you see dudes like Fernando Tatis, and you're like, I weigh more than you, and you're 10 inches taller than me. And you are hitting them constantly. Constantly. He is so good. Yeah. We'll get to that later. But anyway, I just, I thought that was an interesting stat. I think. Fernando Tatis Jr. (laughs) I think, I think I liked that stat. Let's not, let's, let's just constantly remind ourselves that Major League Baseball is in a very awesome place with young players. I feel like the entire existence of our show, we've said that, but it's always true, right? We always feel that way or baseball is always in a good place with young players? Both. I think we're in like golden age. Yeah, but we said that's five years ago as well. But we didn't have Ronald Acuna Jr. And no, we didn't. And Juan Soto. And but we had Mike Trout and Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Oh, yeah. Five, six years ago. Those guys all make over $300 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, since the creation of this show, we have said that multiple times. I well, think, this time I really mean it. I think we may be in the golden age for the rest of... I'm not going to say that. I was going to say for the rest of baseball. I think we've reached a point where young players are good and are living up to their potential. Mm. We're not seeing a lot of failures from the good young players. Don't know why. I don't really have a reason for it. But Maybe scouting's better. Maybe. Uh, maybe the training's better. Minor league coaches are better. I don't know. Um, but it feels like when you get a really good young player that comes up, it is way more rare for them to fail than it used to be. Way more rare. Yeah, that's what you're right. It does seem that way. Pitchers, we're, I think we're still a little eh, on pitchers. I think pitchers will show flashes and then have some growing pains. Um, but I think we've also seen that coaching at the major league level is huge. Especially for your pitching. Coaches, yeah. For your pitching. Huge. For sure. Yeah, because uh, like Justice Sheffield <clears throat> sucks. Right? Yeah. And he was supposed to be really good. Shane Bieber's a fourth-round pick. It's going to be the side young winner. Right. Uh. I'm going to call an audible here. We'll get to uh, the fight here in a few minutes, but I want to run through the standings real quick since we're up against the clock and I'd like to keep us on the clock. Uh, Some things that stand out to me. The Miami Marlins have lost three games in a row, still in first place. Seven and four. It wasn't their game like 13 to 13 when I just last checked. Yeah, man, they suck. Not really. (laughs) They're actually playing well. Yeah, well. I just find it interesting that they've lost three in a row and are still in first. Well, they're tied in first <clears> with the with the Bravos. Uh, not according to now. Their win percentage is six thirty six. Bravos are five seventy nine. Right. That's right. I'm looking at the games back. They were tied in that. But yes, oh, right. the Marlins gotcha. are in first. Tiebreaker. Uh, the Cubs continue to dominate what we thought was going to be a good division, which is actually turning out to be not so great of a division, as the Reds have struggled a little bit. Milwaukee's MVP has been MIA except for the last seven days. We'll get to that later. Uh, the Cardinals uh, have played five games. <laughs> They're in third, right? Or second? They're in fourth. Are they? Win percentage. Yeah, when I checked the other day, it was like, they're two and three, but they're in second place and only three games back of first. They're five games back of first, but so is Milwaukee and Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, and then the surprise of the National League team that's actually playing really well would be the Colorado Rockies. I, I I still think the surprise is the Marlins. But, yes, the Rockies wow, are playing. The Marlins, give me a break, dude. The Marlins aren't good. Uh, they keep winning. Okay. And All they're right. winning 14 to 11 in the 10th inning right now over the Blue Jays. All right. E-Crow. Got it. Uh, but the, <laughs> but the, <laughs> You don't need to sound so defeated about it. Well, I am defeated. I think they suck, and I don't want to be wrong. <clears throat> uh, but the Rockies are currently. Typical Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Rockies are currently leading by a game over both the Dodgers and the Padres, who are tied. Yeah, the Padres. Okay, I'll say the NL West right now is the most fascinating. Totally. The Dodgers, in my mind, were runaway favorites. Yeah. The Padres beating them two out of three so far. They're yeah. playing right now, still scoreless in the fourth. Come on, guys, score some runs. Let's turn that game on. I don't think we have it. 
Um, unless it's on MLB Network. Uh, and then, yeah, the Rockies. Rockies. The Rockies kind of suck, but yet they keep winning, sort they've, of. They've had good starting pitching? That's debatable. They've had great hitting, and they've won a lot of games like 10 to 9. <laughs> that is true. They do lead the National League in runs scored. Yeah. That's they not are also fourth in runs against. Yeah. Behind Atlanta, Cincinnati. <laughs> The Mets, the and Phillies. And Arizona and San Fran. Yeah, and the Mets, sorry. Oh, yeah, and the Mets. I guess. So they're further down. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's your National League real quick. Yanks, world beaters, no shock about that, although Tampa's still hanging on. That's kind of nice. Tampa won three of four against them, so it's a little rough. Shout out to the Baltimore Orioles. What, what? Nine and seven, what, Joe. What, what, what? Uh, Chance Cisco with the home run. Don't need to bring Adley Rutschman up. You got Chance Cisco. <laughs> uh, and then the AL Central, which could be interesting. Yeah, Tigers aren't terrible. Four teams might make it. Well, Tigers I mean, aren't terrible. White Sox aren't terrible. Indians can't hit. Way, third of the way. Wow. We're a third of the way through the season. How about that? 20 games. 20 games. Third of the way. 20 games. And what if I told you the best team in baseball was the Oakland Athletics? I'd believe you because they're Oakland, and they always do this when we don't expect them they're to. They're 8-2 in their last 10 games. Yep. And uh, the rest of that division kind of sucks. Which that is, is true. Great to say about uh, America's hated team, the Houston Astros. So, uh, okay, go A's, you know? Yeah, why not? Matt Chapman's really good. Yeah, Matt Chapman is really good. Really good. He's on my fantasy team. Uh, and let's keep it there. Let's stick in Oakland. Why not? Let's root for the Oakland A's here. Let's root for the Oakland A's. Well, the Oakland A's had themselves a situation, and the rest of baseball rejoiced. We'll do all that next. This is the Hot Corner on Radio.com, 1080thefan.com, and in your radio right now. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We gotta check. We'll check in on the Astros batting lines because we promised we'd do that every single week. Still great. Still great. Uh, I want to go on a little bit of rant about college football, if you're all right with that. We'll do that in the second hour. And also, fair or foul is Bach, as always. I'll uh, be Bach. Dorf. Concerning the Astros. I'll um, be Bach. Saw something about Altuve not able <clears throat> to hit the breaking ball as good this season. Shocking. Yeah, I saw that he was going to get, uh, they have a day off, and they were going to give him an extra day off. Dusty Baker said to, quote, to get his head right. Fix that bad tattoo that you have. Yeah, go just go to, get another tattoo, bud. Go to a parlor shop, and yeah. we want to be able to rip your jersey off and show that chest and let your wife not be embarrassed. Go get that filled in. And in what I hope is the most common story we see of the season, is someone decided to get in a fight with the Astros. Finally. We saw the Joe Kelly thing. <clears throat> we saw the Joe Kelly thing. He did not throw at anybody. No. He got his suspension reduced. <clears throat> he got his, well, he did hit Bregman. Mm. He mm. drilled him in the back. <laughs> I forgot about that. What? Yeah, he hit Bregman. Bregman took the walk, and then he threw the nasty slider at Correa. No, he didn't hit Bregman. He threw behind him on 3-2. Oh, you're right. Yes. That's right. So, yeah, so he didn't hit anybody. Reduced from 8 to 5. He didn't hit anybody, and he threw a nasty face like an 8-year-old at Carlos Correa and got suspended. Everybody was like, that's a longer suspension than uh, anybody did for sign stealing. Yep. Using a, Combined. Using buzzers and uh, trash cans. 
So the other Allegedly day. Allegedly buzzers. The other day. Proven trash can. The Astros are playing the Oakland Athletics in beautiful Oakland, California. Bench is clear. Which is uh, the stupidest thing to do during COVID. I will, I will say I, that I right will now. admit that as well. After Ramon Laureano was hit, and he wasn't happy about it. He was hit for the third time in the series. Yep. For the <clears> second time by the same pitcher. And what? I think I heard that they had been hit eight times in the series. I did not see that, so I don't know. It, I, it might, eight might be a lot, but it was a large number that you're kind of like, whoa, how many times? Now, obviously, the Astros probably aren't intentionally throwing at people because that would be really dumb. That'd yeah. be dumber than banging trash cans. Uh, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, banging trash cans is worse. Um, so he was he was upset, but he seemed calm. You could see him looking at the pitcher, and he had his hands in what looked to be like a yeah, kind of a pitching rotation. So He's kind of like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it was the same guy, and it was a slider that hit him. And he goes, see, you're throwing it like this. You got to break. You got to snap the wrist. <laughs> I love the hitter telling the pitcher, yeah, you like, suck. Yeah. Spin it. You snap the wrist, and then it won't hit me in the back. It'll get into the strike zone. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just calmly walking. He's angry. He's, he's, he's upset, but he held it together. He's calmly walking down the first baseline, gets to first base, and then everything changes. Everything changes. Uh, Loriano alleges Astros coach Alex Cintron. Hitting coach. Hitting coach, former player. I remember when he played. I don't. Uh, he alleges that Cintron said something about his mama. Mm. And I watched the 2002 World Cup. You do not talk about people's mama. They don't like it. So he got pissed, turned around, charged at it. Meanwhile, Cintron is standing there and like four Astros, coaches and players built like a federale Trump wall in front of him. Like, you can't hit this guy. And he's like, what? That guy just, I'm going after that guy. He just egged me on. He just egged me on. And the brawl ensues. It actually got pretty testy. Yeah. No real like haymakers or anything like well, that. But, so, but guys are getting thrown off each other. Yeah, so guys Loriano, are getting dragged away. So Cintron is egging him on and he's like, come here, bleep, come here, come fight, egging him on, right? So Loriano loses his head and he sprints at the dugout full speed. I love the sprint. Yeah, I well, love the the snap. It's the George Brett sprint. Yeah, yeah. you're just like calm and then just gone. Yeah. Uh the wall is built in front of him. Uh, Loriano does a pretty bad job. He basically gets wrapped up and tackled immediately. Totally. And doesn't put up much of a fight. But you're right. It does get pretty heated. Guys are jumping in there. There's the second and third wave of anger, which you'll often see where it's like, oh, it's coming down. And then someone goes running in there. Like, ah, here's my moment. <laughs> the bullpen's really far away and I got a huge head of steam. <laughs> I can actually make a, I can make a punch work now. And, it, you know, I haven't back pitched and- in four days. What's another five? <laughs> so it gets to that point And, you know, it's a, it's a baseball fight, which we've all seen a hundred times, and it's stupid to do during COVID, but it happened, right? I just love in the first of all, John Boy, great reaction video. If you didn't watch it, um, I hope you did. <clears throat> uh, but uh, he had his uh, commentary. I forget what he calls it, like the uh, blah 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 blah. A commentary is what he does for all the videos. That oh, he right, right, yeah. And he did that. It was good. And uh, Cintron eggs him on. And then the wall forms in front of him, and he just backs up and doesn't get involved in the fight. He's like, Mama, I didn't do anything. Dude, you were the one who started this. Yeah, dude. I mean. He got a 20-game suspension. Also, Bravo Major League Baseball. Sure, but it's also a makeup call. You know, it's a larger suspension than any player got for banging on trash cans. 
And that's uh, why, and that's why I think this is going to continue. I think guys, COVID be damned. Guys are going to be like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going after this dude. I don't. These guys piss me off. I'm out of here. I don't know if that was a banging on trash cans thing. I think that was a. We can't have a coach getting out of the Talking dugout. Talking about your mama egging on a, a player that starts a brawl during COVID. I don't think it has anything to do with the, the trash can stuff. I just think you look at Cintron and you're like, what are you? You're a hitting. You're a coach. You're supposed to be professional, and you're the one who escalated this, you moron. 20 games. Let's go. Third of the season. It's a massive suspension. It is a massive suspension. Loreano uh, got six. <clears throat> he's appealing. He probably won't get he'll it. He'll get six. Maybe he'll get five. Right? Maybe he'll get five. And he's okay with it. Yeah. He was like, look, I get it. <laughs> he's baseball savior right now. Uh, real quick update before we get out of here on the Astros and their hitting situation. Michael Brantley, no longer the best guy on the team. Huge dip. Wasn't he batting like 340? Last week? Uh, yeah, I think so. 286. Mm. 286. His OPS dropped from over 1,000 to 821. Which we found out. Oh, that's what we were going to do this week. Hmm. We were going to look at OPS and see what was good or bad. Oh, right. We'll do that next week. Well, I'm out next week. So. Oh, well, then You can do it yourself if you want. Sure. Nothing like me talking about stats. <laughs> uh, Alex Bregman makes the biggest jump in OPS to 865, batting still 250. Mm. Okay, well, you know, he's, he's, getting, he's getting up to the average territory there. Correa is pretty much leveled off. He's batting 338 right now, with a, but still a 919 OPS. I mean, these guys' OPS were out of this world last year. And so, I mean, I think that's really the spot to look at. Average is average. I mean, if Michael Brantley has taught me anything over the years of my obsession of a mediocre hitter who bats 320, you're like, that guy's, yeah, he's all right. You're like, what? He bats 320. Uh, and then the, you know, Springer's down, but he's not playing. Uh, and then Altuve. Well, he was playing today. Oh, he was? I yeah, thought... he's back playing. Oh, nice. Good for him. He still sucks, though. Oh, yeah. 191 with a 738 OPS. Yep. And the winner of the squad, the worst hitter of the starting lineup of the Houston Asterisks, Astros, would be Jose Altuve at 187, the 598 OPS, and an on-base percentage of 265. You know what's really sad? Is that this his, Hall of Famer is not a Hall of Famer his anymore? His nickname was the Lovable Baseball Elf, mm-hmm. and even though we didn't like the Astros because they were good, we liked Jose Altuve. We did. We loved him. And it, you, it, how how far have I come from Alex Bregman? You loved Alex Bregman, and he's the worst of all of them, I think, because he's a massive douche. But uh, Altuve may have been. I thought he was just confident and entertaining, <laughs> but now he's just a douche. He's, he's just arrogant. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I feel like Altuve used it constantly. I know it's only a small sample size, but dude, Altuve never hit like this. Yeah, he was a three thirty hitter consistently, mm-hmm. and now he can't hit the breaking ball. Yep, and that's uh, it's sad, but not sad. You know what I mean? Because yep. we liked Altuve, so it's like, man, you were really that much of a cheater. But it's also like, could you effing cheater? Suck. Yeah, eat it, <clears throat> and no one feels bad for you. Maybe he can go deliver the ale. MVP to Aaron Judge from 2017. All of Ryan Braun style. Well, did Ryan Braun deliver the MVP to Matt Kemp? No, because he's also a douche. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up in the second hour, I got a little college football rant that I want to get on, and then we got fair or foul at the bottom of the hour, but we'll start and give a little love on some players playing well right now. I want to do, we'll do all that next. The second hour coming up here, Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan.